<laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, this is exciting. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this uh, first episode of Mouthful of Marvels. I am very excited to uh, finally get this project going. Um, or, uh, just up top, I want to give a, a quick warning that the following podcast is explicit. So if you wish to avoid salty language and content, we invite you to refrain from listening. So that means you, Mom. Uh, a quick, uh, just a brief explanation of what this is, is the, the premise of this podcast is uh, I, Jordan, am a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whenever I'm down, I can turn on a, a an Avengers movie, and it brings a smile to my heart. Uh, so there, that's where I am, and um, I have invited my friend Mike uh, onto the podcast, who is... Uh, more or less disenchanted with superhero movies. So what what I make him do is I make him watch um, a movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then we discuss it. And it's uh, really fun for me because he doesn't really care for him. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that that's kind of the the loose premise, and we'll talk a little bit more about it um, once the episode gets started. Um, it's been uh, about a year since I wanted to put this together, and finally the stars have aligned where we can start putting out episodes regularly. So that's that, uh, it, it finally just worked out. Um, I'm going to admit that we uh, we I I lifted the idea from you talking you two to me from the Earwolf Network where Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott uh, discuss every YouTube uh, YouTube no YouTube album. Um, and I, I I really wanted to do a passion project like that. And what what better topic than uh, my favorite uh, movie franchise? Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, th- this episode is lengthy um, in particular because we've got some groundwork to do. Uh, we talk a lot about our influences, uh, how we got to, how I personally got to a place where I, I love these movies so much. Uh, so we talk a lot about our childhood both Mike's childhood and my own. Um, so this this episode in particular in particular is lengthy, but I, we aren't going to limit the episodes um, time wise. Uh, just kind of when we're done talking, we're done talking. I don't take any offense if you don't want to listen to the entire episode. Uh, by all means, um, in this episode in particular, skip ahead to maybe uh, uh, mark forty minutes. <laughs> It is long, uh, and I'm sorry for that, but uh, I, I, there's a lot that I want to talk about. Um, so yeah, let's uh, uh, let's get into the podcast, but first I want to say some quick thank yous. Um, thank you to at Aiden Steenblick for the music, um, at Chelsea underscore MB, thank you for the artwork, and lastly, thank you to at Curtis Ned Hansen for helping with the production of this podcast. Uh, uh, okay. That's enough. Let's let's start.
Marvel, and the other one is Mike. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope this is as fun as we hope. As we, I hope it's as fun as we think it will be. <laughs> we are hoping it's as fun as fun could, could be. Could be the for you. Mm-hmm. We don't want this to be the most fun because. If you're sharing like memories with people and they ask, uh, what's your favorite memory? And it's listening to a podcast. That's not a good memory to share. Um, which is, which is why, um, I'm really depressed. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, you, oh, you, uh, let's do some introductions. Huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, my name is Jordan Todd Brown. And this is Mike Grover. Hi. And um, we are friends in the sense mm. that, okay, uh, uh, well, l- let me finish. We are friends in the sense that we've done comedy together for a number of years, uh, both improv and stand-up, and we kind of ventured into our own little uh, paths where I went more improv and you went more stand-up, and we've been together since uh, 2011. I think so, yeah. yeah. I like introducing ourselves as together because it sounds romantic. It is. <laughs> so sweet, you and I. <laughs> uh, uh, but the idea of this podcast is I am a fan of um, Marvel movies. And Mike, I'm going to quote him that uh, I'm so tired of superhero movies. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, and I guess what I want from this is to force you to like the things that I like. This is couples counseling. It is. <laughs> this is the biggest problem in our mm-hmm. relationship. And like, I don't want you to not love Marvel, but I do want you to like see it more clearly. <laughs> <laughs> more rationally? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, 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 like this, is, this feels maybe like telling you that Santa Claus isn't real. Well, we don't know that, though. We don't know that he isn't. And we don't like... Does Santa Claus exists in the... Marvel Universe? Uh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure he does. At least, I don't know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in the comics, I'm sure he does. So, oh, this is, you know what? This isn't about comic books. This is about the movies. And series. And like series. Shows, Thank right? you. Netflix series. Oh. ABC series. <laughs> Mike's going to watch every minute of them, and we are going to uh, talk about them um, uh, movie by movie and series by series. And that's our plan for and this to podcast. Do it chronologically. Do it chronologically. So today's episode is Iron Man. From Iron Man, and then what's the most recent? The most recent is, uh, uh, technically, the most recent is Jessica Jones. Oh, okay, movie. What's the most recent movie? Most recent movie is Ant Man, okay. starring Paul Rudd, who guess what is up for a Screen Actors Guild Award for Ant Man. Nope, never mind. I got that one mixed up with another show. Uh, he <laughs> Paul Rudd is up for a Critics Choice Award for Best Actor in an Action Movie. Oh, and uh, what other action movies are there? Oh, uh, it was Mad it Max. was yeah, it was Spectre. Um, Daniel Craig on Spectre. Sicario would that count? Uh, I'm sure it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Mad Max was probably one. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, I know I I took some screenshots of it. So who it is is um, we've got Daniel Craig from Spectre, Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, Tom Hardy 
Oh, yeah, for Mad Max. Chris Pratt from Jurassic World, not Guardians of the Galaxy, because that was a couple years ago. Um, I keep nominating him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to me, keep bringing Chris he's like, back. He's like the Elijah of the Like, they leave a chair open yeah. for him at the Critics' Choice Awards. Always for Star-Lord. <laughs> um, and finally, Paul Rudd uh, for Ant-Man. Uh, uh, that, those are all of the nominees for Best Actor in an Action Movie. Cool. And in that same vein... Um, uh, same with the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, it is, uh, uh, oh shoot, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read this. Um, Kristen Ritter is up for Best Actress in a Drama Series for Jessica Jones, and she's going up against Shri Appleby for In Unreal, Carrie Coon, uh, in The Leftovers, uh, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder, oh jeez, I need to know that, um, Eva Green from Penny Dreadville. I saw the first season. It was it was sexy vampires. Uh, Tar- <laughs> Taraji P. Henson, um, Empire, not to be confused with Jim Henson. Um, and Kristen Ritter from <laughs> Jessica Jones. They, they're all being uh, nominated for Those Best Actress in a Drama Series. For Critics' Choice? Critics' Choice. Okay. And the reason why I brought up the, like, I got uh, Paul Rudd mixed up uh, f- to be nominated for a uh, SAG Award is because Daredevil is up for Outstanding Action Performance by a Stunt Ensemble. Um, in the SAG Awards, these, these awards make it sound like they were made for comic book movies, though. Like, like, <laughs> uh, like, not to like take them away. It's like special effects. Like, yeah, it's gonna be the one with the biggest budget. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but so the uh, yeah, we got sidetracked with the uh, awards. The people uh, being nominated for this beautiful universe that has been uh, going on since. Um, uh, just before 2008, and uh, it will be fun to do this journey with you, Mike. So help me understand okay. your like um, love of Marvel. Is it is it the same way like adults love Disneyland? I love Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, he's wearing a Disneyland sweater. Yeah, and I am. Uh, and it's not like, and I'm not trying to be dismissal or condescending. Okay, um, but like it's it's clinging to like childhood innocence or or, uh-huh. or excitement or mm-hmm. like imagination, like wonder that kind of thing. Sure. Did it start there? Um, did it evolve to something that's like more complex? Mm-hmm. Like what 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 was your introduction to Marvel? Uh, the introduction to Marvel. Okay, early on um, was the animated series X Men, the animated series. Okay. So it was kind of more of a general love for superheroes. It's like a Saturday of, morning. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like the it was called the Fox Box on one at one point. Uh, that uh, kind of just uh, like I didn't really read the comics that much. I kind of read one or two here and there that my you know, like my, my parents and my grandparents would uh, give me every once in a while. Um, and then the X Men movie came out, and I loved it. Um, when was this? This was, ter- uh, oh shoot, 2000, I think. Um, but I r- really, 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 really liked uh, the X-Men movies. That led into uh, just a love of continuity. Because the franchise for X-Men was very consistent. Um, and even now they're trying to keep it consistent by like rebooting it. But like they explain why they uh, why things are going to be different because it's a new era. You lost me, but you don't need to explain. That's okay. Um, uh, so that kind of gave me a love for uh, continuity, and I l- like the idea of a shared 
universe that we get to uh, we get to be a part of and we get to see uh, this character from this movie franchise show up in another movie franchise and that's a lot of fun to me so like you were like stoked when like they had that Flintstones <laughs> and Jetsons, Jetsons crossover? crossover oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely um, it's uh, but when like Iron Man started that was 2008. Um, when was that? That was... Uh, bu- bu- bu. No, Iron Man was... Didn't we establish it was 2000... It was May 2nd, 2008. Okay. It was when oh, Iron we, Man Batman Begins was 2005 or 2006. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, May 2nd, 2008. Uh, I was about to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I wasn't too aware of um, these movies that came out while I was um, in Ohio where I served. You're joining Mormon Shield. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, Mormon Shield. Oh, <laughs> if they told me that before, I may still be active. <laughs> um, Wait, change your name to Elder Colson. Yeah, and we can... Uh, I know too much. You No, you're going to know so much more by the end of this. How exciting. How exciting for all <laughs> of us. Not at all. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, when um, Iron Man came out, when Incredible Hulk came out, um, and uh, I got home at the tail end of Iron Man 2 when... Uh, so I came home um, May 2010, and Iron Man 2 came out May 7th. Uh, 2010. So I I saw that in theaters right as I got home, and um I I what saw was that like uh um uh, it w- seeing movies after like because you did, like when you're, you don't you don't see any like don't listen to anything but church music you don't watch any TV or movies. Right. What was your experience with seeing a movie for the first time when uh, you got home? It was just it, to give people kind of like just a view into the life of sure. our weird. Yeah, history of the um, this two years where we're just on a, a personal like a your personality is on a sub- sabbatical because like you're trying so hard to be a representative of Christ <laughs> that I mean like a God doesn't like um uh, Iron Man. <laughs> I don't want to put words in God's mouth. <laughs> even, even God's a little bit jealous of Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he's so cool. It's like, me, damn it, he's so cool. Uh, so what was your experience with he, movies? Uh, so When you first came back from your mission, where, where, where did you serve? I went to Arizona. Cool. Okay. Uh, we both went stateside. Yeah. Uh, I went from 2006 to 2008. Uh-huh. And I think the, I don't know what the first movie was. Um, mm-hmm. The first movie that I, like, I remember watching. I remember like I caught up on The Office. So two seasons of The Office, I caught up within a week. Yeah. I remember binge watching The Office. Too. Yeah, and that was that, like it. It was not hard for me to do. Like some no. people have a hard time, like 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 it's stimulation overload. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's too much. There's like guilt because you're like you've like associated that with being disobedient. Mm-hmm. Didn't have that. Even at though all. you're you're off your mission, but there's still like the habits that you formed yeah. of. Yeah, well, okay. I mean like. You, you live in this like this microculture with very specific rules, and like they don't just go away mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, uh, like you're supposed to wake up at six thirty every morning. There was still a lot of that when I first got home. We could do another podcast about like oh yeah, <laughs> our, our, uh, but yeah, the yeah. first one was the actually the the Dark Knight. Okay, which was, um, I mean, very dark. Uh, very, I mean, it's a very dark and like heavy movie anyway. Yeah, but especially when you're not used to like. 
consuming something like that. And I, I remember loving him. I remember like I wanted mm-hmm. more like. So, yeah, so you just went all out and like watched Hobo with a shotgun, <laughs> um, snuff films, mm, uh, orange. Mm, mm. Uh, the first movie I watched, very different movie. It wasn't dark. It was Emperor's New Groove, uh, and it was a good time with my nephew on an airplane. Nice. Yeah, I just ran into my nephew on an airplane. Just an eight-year-old. No. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they came to they came, they met me uh, at the airport in Chicago, and uh, we we uh, flew the rest of the way together. My sister and uh, her kids. Um, I do remember uh, one of the first movies I went to in the theater was the Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a private screening because one of our like a friend of a friend worked at the movie theater, and we uh-huh. did, like after it closed, they were like they were, like you can watch it in here. Talk about dark. And there were like first movies that you see. I know. Uh, and I was with a girl I was kind of interested in. I okay. didn't know it was rated R, and I like wasn't comfortable with that yet, and I didn't know. Uh, and there was um, nudity. Yeah. And so spicy. Um, I walked out in the middle of it by myself when there were only like five of us there. Oh, very how? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that, that probably went home and looked at porn. That, <laughs> because it's in your own uh, space. Like, I probably didn't even like notice the irony. I don't watch porn with other people. I watch. I, I do it where God intended it to be watched. <laughs> I, as I walked out, this is this is a private time activity. <laughs> um. Uh. But uh, in the sense of uh, with Marvel movies, the first ones that came out. Um, I didn't see until after my mission and I, uh, I just, yeah, I was very excited at the end of Iron Man when they, when I, when like, uh, Nick Fury comes out and says, you're a part of a larger universe. And, um, I was, I was looking forward to these other editions that, um, that were to come. Um, so yeah, I want to play a game with you. Okay. Here's the game and you can play along at home. The game is comics in comics, cool, cool, cool. books, movies. Get the name of the comedian, and you guess which comic book film they're in. Now it's time to play comics and comics. Now it's time to play comics and comics. So the premise of the game is I tell uh, Mike... Uh, I give Mike a comedian, um, and just like, and it's very, it's a very loose term for like comedian. comedic actor, comedic like stand up improviser. Yeah, somebody that's known for uh, comedy, uh, not not even primarily. Like they've been in a comedy, uh, so it's it's loose. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> do I? So what, what are you giving me, and what do I have okay. to guess? You have to guess the movie that they appeared in. Okay. And uh, I'm going to give you the name. Okay? Cool. Okay, ready? Yeah. Let's start with Ty Burrell of... I do know this one. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay, of, so, of from Modern Family like, fame. Because I remember like being surprised flipping through channels. He's in one of the Hulks. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, he, ding. He's like the other boyfriend or something, yeah. it seemed like. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie. I remember just flipping mm-hmm. through and seeing that scene. Yeah, he is uh, so as... Um, uh, Bruce Banner is hulking out and on the run from the government. Uh, um, Betty Ross, his uh, his old flame, she needs she needs 
needs love still. Okay, Mike? <laughs> and so she turned to psychiatrist Doc Samson, played by Ty Burrell. And but is also like, a comic book character who is he like? Is he like a sad third wheel? Like, does he end up being like? You know, he is surprisingly supportive, and we can talk more about that <laughs> on the Incredible Hulk movie. No, nah, I get it. he's great. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's the Cosette. Oh, from Les Mis. Who's uh, the one who's like she seems like she's in love with him? Eponine. Eponine. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, uh, a little fall of rain will make the flowers grow. You know what I mean, brother? <sighs> what you mean? <sighs> I think everyone knows what I mean. So you got one right. Let's do two okay, more. Cool. Uh, Martin Starr from mm. uh, from Freaks Silicon Valley, Freaks and Geeks, Adventureland. Um, yeah, he's he's not a he's not a handsome fella, but he is charismatic. He's not ugly though. No. Party Down. I forgot about Party yeah, Down. He's great in Party. Great in Party Down. No, he has a unique look. Yeah, which it, I can it's, appreciate. It's more like not mm. super attractive. Sure. Which it's fun when like people are like. That's your thing. You're not, like, crazy attractive. Yeah, that's a type. Martin Starr. <laughs> is it a small part? Uh, it is a very small part. I'll tell you what it is. It's him holding up a pizza, smiling and nodding his head. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> really? No words? <laughs> no words. He, uh, he had words, but they were cut. Um, oh, it's got to be... <laughs> well, because they did... I shouldn't, like, spoil because I know, like, if you're going to ask about these other ones later. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. That is wrong. He was in Incredible Hulk as well. Oh. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, that. too. Uh, oh, yeah. This isn't very fair if you haven't seen the movie, but it's fun but, yeah. trivia. Okay, so we have okay the one. last one. Let's do uh, Johnny Pemberton. Which Marvel movie was Johnny Pemberton in? Johnny Pemberton um, was in an episode of New Girl. He was the uh, the prom Jump date. Street. Twenty One Jump Street. Jump he was Street. in um, the 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 gar. Wait, what's the one uh, that like did terribly? They had to change the plot because it was near. Like, no, 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 the it was watch. About the, the yeah, watch. the watch. Yeah. The neighborhood, uh, which was watch. pretty funny, was it? Yeah, it was just a victim of because uh, it was right after yeah, a shooting. Stupid and, premise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> Like it's not very engaging. Oops, oops. But it's it's fun. Um, Johnny Pemberton. Uh, Johnny Pemberton. He looks like a child. No one knows his age. (laughs) 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 Apparently, he has a. I googled it once. Googled what? His age. Oh, it was after the when he was on Pete Holmes' podcast. Oh, and, and they were discussing how ageless he is, and how like he's how he's annoyed when people need to know his age. <laughs> so I still did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you googled it. Uh-huh. Um, Johnny Pemberton. What movie was he in, Mike? Uh, I know I, you've I, seen this one. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you want? Do you want? No. Okay. You don't want any hints? Well, give me like a real s- small one. Okay. Um, he wants to order hot food. He wants to order hot food. Yep. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to order hot food. I, I had an idea before. I'm going to say the first Thor. The first Thor? Yeah. He was an Ant-Man. Oh, that was the one I thought of before. Really? Yeah, and I forgot it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait, he's, wait, what part of Ant-Man? So he's the guy that's ordering at Baskin-Robbins, um, and he... <laughs> I remember. Uh, Baskin-Robbins always finds out. That that whole bit. Oh, um, that was a fun running bit. It is. Um, that was the best part of Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, like the 
the Michael Pena stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, he was by far the best part. Yeah, he he was a good um, sidekick to the film. Um, but uh, yeah, he's the uh, he's the guy who wants to order like a like a hot sandwich, and then <laughs> Paul Rudd has to be like, dude, it's just ice cream, and uh, so it's, it's pretty funny. But yeah, that was uh, that was comics uh, in comics books movies. Comics and comics. That is So, Mike, what is your experience with Marvel movies? Yeah, so I don't, I never really read comic books. Cool. Like, I remember. What were you like as a kid? Yeah. Ah, uh, what were you like? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you don't remember? Uh, yeah. Mm. I don't, I, like, I wasn't in the comic books. Um, I seem like I, like, I should have been. <laughs> uh, yeah. Based on my interest now and stuff, mm. like like the ancillary, ancillary. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't even know where you're trying to go. Ancillary. There it is. Ooh, uh, celery. Mm. Uh, Great with ranch. You know, you know Aunt Celery? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She is my favorite. Aunt. <laughs> no, I, 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 I kind of thought like in the same way that like, um, I naively, I naively thought that like people stopped smoking. Because uh-huh. I was in Utah. I just, like, all of my friends like sports. Right. That comic books were with the dinosaurs. Yeah, like, this mm-hmm. was, this was like, something that, like, like kids in old movies read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, like, I didn't even know that they were still being made, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't part of, like, my experience. It wasn't part of my reality, really. Um, and I never, like, really gravitated toward, like, fantasy or sci-fi. And less and less as I got older. Hmm. Um, so like, and I don't dislike Marvel. Okay. I, I, like I like, I like it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's oversaturated, but that's not like a real complaint. Okay. Cause I don't have to watch them. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it is, it does seem like a lot. Uh huh. Um, and, and I don't like, I don't know well, we're going to go through these film by film. So. Maybe I'll change my tune, and maybe I'll like have a better. <laughs> that sounded so defeated. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be dismissal before we start. Sure, like, yeah, I absolutely. Want, I don't want to be. You don't want to <laughs> label yourself as the antagonist yeah. in this podcast, uh, because the I only people who are listening are going to be the ones uh, uh, that are Marvel fans. I could change my mind, but I'm not fucking gonna. <laughs> <laughs> then you cross your arms and you pout. This entire... like, if I don't like Marvel. It's going to be Marvel's fault because I'm so open minded. <laughs> So fucking so open minded. Uh, okay. No, but I do. What what does fascinate me about Marvel is like how popular it became. Because, mm-hmm. um, and like, in, especially in reference to Iron Man, I looked up the old AV Club review. Yeah. Uh, from two thousand. Did you read through that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was it was weird. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it was it was there was this sense of skepticism toward comic book movies. Okay. So th- at this point, there weren't really any Marvel movies. They'd done the the, the, the Hulk that nobody liked, right? Right. Uh-huh. Was and they had... They the Angley one? Um, I, yeah, that was the Angley one. Ty Burrell? Yeah. Okay. No, that wasn't Ty Burrell. That was um, uh, Eric, Eric Banna. Banna. Yes. Ty Burrell was Edward Norton? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, and I think Fantastic Four was before this one. Uh, um... And that one wasn't great. Right. I remember seeing the Fantastic Four trailer and just dismissing it. Yeah. Like, like, like similarly to the way, like, 
I'll dismiss most children's movies. Uh-huh. Okay. Ooh, that was way more condescending than I meant. <laughs> <laughs> just, just didn't feel like I'll do, I'll do it like the same way. Oh, man, this is hard to do without like. Man, just say okay. Yeah, you, like, like, just like, say like, it. Like if I see it, like it was the same way I'd feel if I see a trans, another Transformers trailer. Okay, like, absolutely. Like, like this, that looks fun. It's, it's not, it's for not your cup of tea. Yeah, it's not for Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, that makes sense. I uh, like, like, you know, like mumblecore in indie films so you can like definitely make fun of me <laughs> like i'm not i'm not like coming from like a justified place uh of sure it's, it's a matter of taste i think yeah and uh it, it will be very very interesting to me to uh because you you are very you know how to um express yourself in a very eloquent and well put way something that i lack um so i am very excited I don't to agree, hear but yeah thank you um uh, uh get your hand off my deck please um, nope. Okay, fine. Well, okay. Uh, but, um, oh man, it's so distracting that your hands on my deck. Uh, we have your consent recorded. <laughs> oh no. Uh, what if I change my mind? Is that allowed? Nope. No, man. It's already, it was already said, uh, yes, it's in the zeitgeist. Um, the safe word is Marvel sucks. <laughs> no, I will never say <laughs> I that. Know. Yep. I chose it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, well, it'll, it will be good to have that outlook because I'm always curious. The only people that I talk Marvel with is our fanboys. other fanboys. Yeah. yeah. You, so you, you like it being challenged? Uh, I yeah, I'm very interested in it. Yeah. Um, and like the usual reviews feel too, um, too snooty, and um, so I'm interested to see from a point of view of like there are good qualities instead of like the thumbs up thumbs down rating. Sure. Uh, just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious about individual this, this, like, aspects to these movies. This like internet like binary complex like is, is everything's the best or the worst? Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I don't I don't think Marvel movies are bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of them are. Okay. Most of them I've seen are like I can say they're entertaining. Sure. Um, um I, this is, sounds also condescending. No, it's fine. Also, like, like my opinion doesn't matter. It oh, doesn't of like it doesn't carry any weight. Oh, um, so much of this podcast is going to be us talking out our asses. Yeah, and so uh, I hope the people who are like uh, listening to this understand that oh, that, that we are a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't know what we're talking about. We're ju- um, I'm just a fan, and I'm just curious of, of uh, about what Mike thinks of what I uh, I do enjoy yeah. so so much. And it's fun. So the, the the two reasons I'm very excited about like going as deep into this. Okay. First, because it's fun to talk to someone about something they love. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like uh, there's a Pixar podcast that that uh, a friend of ours does. That's oh, very cool. That way. Um, where like I'm, I I really like Pixar, but I would have never gone into the detail oh, yeah. that he would go into. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to like piggyback on someone else's passion. Um, and I also think it's like Marvel's so culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. It's fun to like see how it reflects um, this time, it reflects our culture, reflects what we like both like like what's going on now and what we're looking for in escapism, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and I thought about this, like I wonder if like when we're like like boring ass dads. Uh-huh. Um like if like this is going to be like our John Wayne movies. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um or uh or our Star Wars. I mean Star like all nostalgic things are being right. rebooted, but like back when Star Wars was the new thing and it was exciting um and it was pop culturally relevant. I remember in 4th grade, 3rd grade. 
when they like re-released the three Star Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, they like they like did digital or whatever. I didn't. I hadn't seen Star Wars yet. Yeah. Um, but I, ever, all of my friends in school had, uh-huh. and they all had like the toys and stuff, which were so cool. Yeah. Um, and so I pretended to like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I watched them. I still didn't like. I thought they were okay. Right, but you it, wanted it to engage. fit in with the your friends that yeah. enjoyed it. That's sad. Yeah. What What did you What did What toys did you have? Um. So like real young, the the interests I remember having were ninjas. Okay. And cowboys. Okay. Were you into GI Joe at all? Yeah. Okay. I had old like I had my dad's like real old army set. Okay. Which was really fun. Fun, yeah. And uh westerns, uh like Louis Lamour, um uh the books and yeah. things in that vein. Yeah, and like and even more like I had a weird uh and I didn't realize, I'm kind of realizing this, I had a weird fascination with like Mormon Western stuff. Okay. But I did I did like I got into really much into like Porter Rockwell, uh-huh. Butch Cassidy who was Mormon. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. something about him being Mormon and running away from home and not being Mormon anymore. Oh, was that a fantasy? It really was. And I didn't realize that till later. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this like they had these and he never like and he also never like like uh disowned Mormonism. He just like moved on. That's cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's awesome. I like that. So that's what it, yeah that was into. I remember having like plastic ninja swords and uh-huh. karate for a while. All right, I didn't know that. Cool. Like real young. Yeah. Uh, so those are my interests. Uh, and then basketball. I really like basketball. Okay. Basketball is a big part of it. Do they sell basketball Ski. toys? Like uh, figures? No, you just of play. players. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> well, for the people who can't play, uh, like I can't that's fight crime. That's why I buy superhero toys. <laughs> Still to this day. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, like, to you, being a superhero is the same as being a basketball player. <laughs> like, they're both they're, within reach for the right people. Oh, yeah, and they're they're equally impossible for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> From that angle, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, yeah, whenever I try to play basketball, I promise it only ends with me just, like, uh, getting really spastic and like frustrated and like I try and turn it into something else and it's usually me just like throwing the ball everywhere else and this is after like the game is done by the way uh, oh. it's just so yeah are you, so, are you like are you like fight dancing with a basketball <laughs> in the gym alone yeah yeah it's, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Kevin Bacon, Bacon yeah uh-huh. I'm Kevin Bacon with a basketball in his hand <laughs> if he had that basketball <laughs> in his hand uh, still having a hard time dribbling it yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but so, if I could dribble it, it would be on rhythm. Uh, sorry, what were you going to ask? The Did, like, because sports, like, when you're a kid, sports are at such a premium, right? Like, in being yeah. good at sports, like uh-huh. it's, like, your social yeah. currency in a lot of ways. Uh, and I was, like, I, I was okay. Like, I, could, I uh-huh. could play with everybody else, but I wasn't good or anything. So, But I was good enough to, like, enjoy it. Yeah. Did you, like, not enjoying sports... Like, did that push you to stuff like Marvel? To Marvel? Uh, most likely. Um, I've never been an active kid. Uh, whenever my... Uh, I mean, I was never. I mean, whatever. I'm not an active person to this day, um, and I especially wasn't when I was a kid. Whenever, like, we went on uh, family vacations and, like, went boating um, uh, out on the lake or went camping, I would always have my Game Boy in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back, is really frustrating. Uh, I can see through my dad's eyes uh, what that must be like uh, where your kid is just focused on this uh, Game Boy instead of the world in front of him. 
so I've never been active, uh, like, and everyone in my family, all of the, the dudes, all my brothers-in-law, they, they bike, like they mountain bike and they street bike. And I have no interest in doing that when they invite me. Um, and most of the time when I try these things, these, uh, 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 yeah, physical things, um, I get Did frustrated. You just reach for the word physical. Well, I was trying to think if there was like another <laughs> oh, sure. word, uh, but um, yeah. um, I, I usually just get frustrated and pouty. I remember uh, when I was in elementary school, um, we were playing basketball, and like I was on somebody's team. And they like they ne- just never passed it to me. It happened to like never pass it to me. And I sat on the the grass and I um I just pouted. <laughs> I sat down and I pouted and like they couldn't play the game I guess because like the teams were uh, odd numbered. Um and then they were like what's wrong? And it's like nobody's passing to me. And uh, so they're like <laughs> guys let's pass to Jordan. <laughs> it worked. Uh, I I guess but it was gross. Um. Uh, so I get, usually just get frustrated to the point where I can't. Understandably so. Sure, I guess. Uh, to this day, even I do it. Um, so I guess what I have to fill that void is imagining things like that. Yeah, is is because that's kind of like somewhat of the stereotypical trope. It's like uh-huh. these these weak ass nerds. Yeah, uh-huh, who can't uh-huh. do anything. They like the escapism is like being Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly, and. Uh, um, yeah, and and watching instead of doing, yeah. and um, instead of like, and so like, I, I'm sure that turned into resentment to sports and other things. So I wouldn't watch sports uh-huh. uh, for which for is which is another another social currency. Yeah, or more less currency, more language. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's it was. It's always been a little resentful in the sense of not having that. Um, but I don't think that is the core reason of why I like comic books as much. Okay, and I think it fed into it, but I don't think that's the reason why I was I've been drawn to this genre. Sure, and like and like, I think it's crazy. I'm just kind of thinking about this now. But like, so you, that, that's a very like lonely feeling, right? Like it's a very lonely experience. Yeah. To be like, there's all of these common languages that I can't speak. Right. Um, but that pendulum has almost swung completely the other way. Mm-hmm. Oh, where, t- today, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where so, Iron Man is cool. So there were there were the, uh, these like crowds of people who were feeling lonely all at the same time and not connecting. <laughs> and that probably feeds into this explosion of popularity. That's what, of that's how Comic Con is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And so like this explosion of popularity where um where uh, th- this genre is suddenly cool and like people aren't getting bullied for reading comic books uh, at lunchtime mm-hmm. instead of playing. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, th- I think that that makes sense personally to this uh, this yeah just this sudden uh, surge of popularity. So you said that's not the main reason though. No, I don't. I don't think it like was because feeling excluded. Because uh, no, because I did have friends uh, and they liked Star Wars. They uh, they we collected the toys together. We had a plan like okay, you get this side of the advertisement sheet. Uh, do you remember the little like paper that they put in? Um, in the packaging that, like, you unfold it and it has everything else that you can buy. I never got them. Okay, sure. Well, that makes uh, sense, oh, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, it have it's like, like an with, inventory of everything available. Yeah, um, and like every time a new line came out, it was another paper that had like everything that you could buy. And so, like, my friend, we were like, "Circle, okay, you, you get these, you get these." So there was activity. Same with Pokemon. There were uh, different things that I could be social with. Um, it just wasn't sports, and like I would get frustrated with sports. And I had this thing that I loved, so I, I, I just. 
just neglected uh, the thing I didn't like and uh, was more um, attracted to um, the things that we could uh, learn facts about. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man, have you seen Venonat? Do you know what type of Pokemon Venonat is? Um and just uh, being able to connect with somebody on this thing that doesn't exist, which is crazy sure. to think about. Um, but yeah, uh, so I think it was. It, I don't think it, it's a negative um, uh, resenting something else um, source. I don't think that's where it's coming from. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so. And, and it's just turned into, uh, like you said, something that everybody can enjoy. And I'm so excited that the people who are creating it, they aren't making it for the sake of, um, uh, I'm sure, uh, th- of course they're making money off our nostalgia, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, um, making the most, money. a lot of, a lot of money off our nostalgia. Um, but it, it's people in charge of, uh, the Marvel studios are genuine fans and they know the source material and they're throwing in little hints. Um, just to say, hey, we can have this conversation with the audience. Um, we know this tiny thing um, that that people, the laymen, didn't know, but we're going to put it in for the fans so that we can appreciate it and uh, reference other things that will be coming up um, later because they have it pretty planned out, and that's another thing that I appreciate, that they have a structure to it, and they plan years in advance and so that they know that, um, okay, um, uh, what's a, a, uh, I'm trying to think of a specific ex- example, um, but anyway, we we know that Captain Marvel's coming up, so let's um, let's uh, nod to the Kree so that we can introduce her um, her origin story and things like that. I hate all of that. I know, <laughs> I, I know you so really much. do. Uh, specifically in Guardians of the Galaxy, well, um, we can talk briefly yeah. about it now because it will be further down sure. the road when we get to Guardians. One but, of my favorite Marvel movies. Also, one of my favorite Marvel movies is Iron Man. Okay, uh, uh-huh. which is the the first. Okay, we will get to Iron Man. By the way, that's what this yeah. episode is. But we want to uh, put down some pipe. I feel like we did some real soul searching. Mm, yeah, I learned a lot about myself just now. I hope it wasn't boring. Um, so, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you hate the exposition. Yeah, because so, so I, I watched it with you that first time and mm. really liked it. Okay, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Didn't like the exposition, but like was like ah, maybe that's necessary. Okay, watched it again. <laughs> No, thank you. Like I don't. I don't want to. Like it, 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 I don't. I haven't like decided for sure or whatever. It might be my favorite Marvel movie. Okay. And I don't want to watch it. <laughs> and and that's not saying I won't watch any Marvel. Like I don't want to. Watch, like I, sure. I, like, yeah. I don't. Like I was. I really enjoyed. We watched Iron Man in preparation for this. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh huh. Yeah. I like. It feels like such a chore to go through all that exposition again. It's like so it, much. It like, is a work. bit much. Yeah. Um, it is so no much. No payoff. Like why? No, there isn't. If it's setting up for another movie, can that be in the other movie? That's true. You have the audience already. You don't need to like trick them into seeing the next one. Yeah, that's the example I was looking for to set up another movie was the Thanos appearance. But it doesn't. And, yeah, it's it not doesn't. Necessary. It doesn't serve the movie. No. Um. Uh. But it serves the franchise. Same with the uh, the the um cave scene in Age of Ultron where Thor goes into the the water and he gets a vision for the franchise that's what it is it's yeah. just to say that we have all these stones and this is a convenient uh convenient device so that like the avengers are in on it uh i didn't like that i think they think it's convenient What's like that? it's not though it's yeah. like like when i go see whatever that next movie is uh-huh like that cave scene's not going to help me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not going to add anything. Maybe for a fanboy, and maybe okay. like, and may, like, and like, and you talk about like part of why you like Marvel, like this whole thing is like the interconnectedness of it, okay, like this uh-huh. universe that it's creating. Yep. 
Um, it's like, um, it feels like reverse engineered, like a world like Tolkien does. Uh-huh. <laughs> like where it's like this this very intricate world where everything's related, like right in the same universe. But uh, but like, so maybe maybe that, that maybe that's for the fanboys. But uh-huh. Like, I don't I don't see what it adds to either movie. And I I can agree with you um, to a sense, but I think if it's done right. It could be great. And uh, I've read a couple of articles about, like, the um, villains of the Marvel Universe and how they could do them a bit more justice um, in the sense of because the— What do you mean? The most forgettable ones are the ones that they're doing uh, it—they're taking over the world for the sake of taking over the world. And so there isn't uh, any—there's no personal connection to that. Um, so like Ronan, he was the bad guy that they were giving so much exposition about this, uh, his history of this alien race that like, we just like, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Um, they aren't doing him any service because it's only, uh, they are only there to, uh, be a step stool for the heroes. Um, and that, that never really, well, it may have resonated at one point, but I think, um, it may become tired and that's what's that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, when, and because we don't care about, uh, Ronan, the accuser. Um, we care about, uh, star Lord, Groot, Gamora, Drax and rocket. Right. And that's all Ronan was there for was to bring the guardians together. Same with Malekith, like, uh, in, uh, Thor, the dark world, he's the villain in Thor, the dark world. He's the least memorable villain. Um, sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. I just saw on your face um, the the like the realization of what you you're getting yourself into with this. <laughs> I understand how you felt when you saw sports, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess what my point is is I think this exposition um, could be done in a better way that lends to the the villains. Uh, plot to be just as interesting as the hero's plot. Um, yeah. And I think the be- the movie that did that the best was Thor with Loki. We we get a little bit more uh, background about Loki and kind of like why he resents Thor so much and, um, and wants him dead. Uh, but yeah. So I think um, I, as far as like the exposition goes, I think it can be handled in a better way. I don't know what that way is though. Like, what movies have you seen where the exposition is done well? Oh, like, like comic book movies? Like, big movies? Oh, no, I meant any movie. Uh, hmm. to, to, to keep it, like, in some of the same vein, I feel like the... And this, the Dark Knight Rises excluded, but the okay. Nolan Batman's, okay. their exposition's really good. Yeah. Because we get to see his journey? Yeah. Is that it? They take their time. They don't... And they don't... Like in the end, like the most that's at stake at any time is a city, which right. I really like. Okay, uh, you, yeah, you don't like how grandiose uh, no. most of the Marvel plots are. Like Absolutely. I don't like the, I, I don't I like the world that. being in danger because it's yeah, it's not. Uh. <laughs> like oh, it's just, it just like or like, and like I, did, I feel like I'm just complaining <laughs> about Marvel. <laughs> or like because we're fine. Like like the like the first <laughs> Avengers. Like yeah. Go, go fight somewhere else. <laughs> you don't need to I don't, fight. I don't in New care. York. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like this. Like this fight versus aliens. It's like um, Independence Day, except Earth doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> like I don't care. I just so sure. I, I, I check out when like I don't feel like a human investment. And I like it when and I, we talked about this. I like it when there's like some sort of like parallel or allegory okay, uh-huh. to something. And I didn't see it there. Uh, sure. And I'm very open to of missing it. Yeah. Um. 
I also don't think Marvel's like being subtle though. No, 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 no. Like, no I don't no. think they're like have like subtle strong themes that like that like only like English grad students are picking up on. Right. Uh yeah, I, I absolutely. Um as far as like the exposition with um uh, the with Batman Begins goes, it's a journey for Bruce, and we care because of how personal it is. Um, we care about that villain. Uh, I don't know if we care so much about Crane, but he's not the main villain. Uh, the Scarecrow in Batman okay. Begins, uh, but we do care about um, Rajal Ghul, right? Because we well, find Crane's out Crane's a dummy for Rajal. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's the Patsy, um, yeah. and uh, that he's kind of just the, which is kind of how they do every villain. Right? Yeah, well, except not Dark Knight. I guess that's how they do. They do it twice, basically, with Ra's al Ghul. Oh, that's right, with his, with uh, his daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the... Yeah, they just throw, like, this, like fall, a, this a facade false, of a yeah. villain. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, Marvel has a villain problem, um, and I think they're aware of it, and I hope they're fixing it. Because I think the villains could be just as great characters as... Imagine, like, <laughs> Nick Fury coming in the Marvel Tower being like, guys, we got another villain problem. <laughs> oh, Bananas. Avengers Assemble. <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you want to talk about Iron Man? Yeah, how'd it do? Um, yeah, let's talk about their, uh, their, uh, the numbers. Let's so that AV Club article. Uh-huh. What was interesting about it, it was, like, people didn't want comic book movies. Mm-hmm. That was, like, there was already, like, this, like, we've tried, they're not good. Yeah. There's not there's not a market for it. And Nolan's Batman movies were the exception because of how different they were. They they just went off the rails as far Which as Which shows you how, like, goes. stupid we are, right? Like, yeah. Like, like if, if, it's not, if it's not the bad comic book movies we have in the past and we don't consider it a comic book movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Like, so, yeah. like, we're, 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 like, we wanted them to change than we did with, like, oh, that doesn't, doesn't count. That's yeah. Thing. Right. Um, there's only one exception, um, and everything else is going to be garbage. Because yeah. it has been garbage. Sure. There's and only this fine. one uh, oddity. It was an outlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, yeah, like, and, like, the, the comments on it were, like, yeah, I was not, I didn't want to see a comic book movie, but I was surprised how much I liked this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, like, this, 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 I think, cleansed the palate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was, was what seems, because, like, right now it seems like, yeah, obviously Iron Man would do well, but at the time, I don't know that it was such a surefire thing. Both for that right. and because Robert Downey Jr. was not, like, he was, he was not, he was, he, he looked like his career was fading out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like a, kind of like one of those sad lost stories of Hollywood. Right. He was um, on the road to being uh, forgotten. Um, he was like, he was going to be dancing with the stars pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, if like, or Iron Man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and it, I think it, it was a risk um, to make this movie, and it was uh, uh, just as much of a risk to cast Robert Downey Jr., who had um, a history going in and out of rehab. Um, in but, jail, I found out. I didn't know he'd been to jail. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. So when he hey, hosted, he hosted. Been to jail. Yeah, I've been to jail. Yeah. Uh, so when he hosted <laughs> SNL, they don't get any explanation. Nope. Just, you've been to jail. Uh, uh, in the comments section, take your best guess. Yeah, what did Mike do wrong? And then what did he do in jail? <laughs> Pay that uh, bail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you saying? The oh, well, he hosted SNL. This I couldn't figure out what year it was on the video. Uh, but he he was just making jokes about having how he spent his summer break 
and how it was in jail. Oh. In that same episode, they did MTV Cribs, uh-huh. and it was him in a jail cell. <laughs> like, there's like there's a bed, there's a toilet. That's pretty much it. <laughs> MTV Cribs. <laughs> it's a pretty good, good bit. Yeah, that is. Um, here are the m- numbers for Iron Man. Iron Man was in theaters from May 2nd, 2008 to October 2nd, 2008. Uh, domestic total gross was $318,412,101. Uh, it's worldwide, it made $585,174,222. And opening weekend, it was number one uh, at the box office with $98 million for on uh, opening, opening, night? opening uh, weekend. weekend. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, I yeah I as I explained I, I saw it um, uh, after a two year religious um, uh, uh, sojourn and um, I just remember being uh, very excited about the the prospect of it because it was uh, it promised um, other movies like it. Uh, and also bringing the promise, and it also brought them together. Um, and that was exciting. That was an exciting, uh, like looking back, and so you could see like the possibility of this. I could see the possibility of Iron Man with the of, team, of the world we're living in now. And I wasn't as familiar with like the like what um, Thor's backstory was other, beside mythology. Um, Thor's backstory was and Captain America's story. I wasn't I wasn't familiar with them. Uh, very. Oh, how do I form this that sentence? I wasn't very familiar with them. That's yeah. I had to backpedal. Nailed it though. Thanks, man. Ooh, really good. Ooh. Like it was a weird dismount, yeah. but like I stuck it. You you tried to like start and end the sentence the same. <laughs> I'm not very familiar, familiar with, with how familiar, familiar I am, I am with, with the, Marvel what in they terms of so what was I saying about? Oh, I was so excited like, about the prospect. Of it. Yeah, and like so this this was like trying to launch this. Mm-hmm. Yep, thing. it was trying to um, be the opening, mm-hmm. like open the open the door for more of it. So like I think I heard somewhere that like hundred million box office is usually like the the floor for making a sequel for. Sorry, a how much? A hundred million. Okay, box office, and I made that opening weekend. Okay, yes. So clearly, like. Um, Opening weekend, so that means there was like that's that's a really good opening weekend. Um, that means like there was like an audience for it. Yes, um, more so than maybe I'm giving the narrative. Uh, possibly because uh, there had had been some groundwork um, laid, like I said, uh, X Men. X Men did really well too on the X Men franchise, and then the Batman movies did well too. It, it showed like a a, a more grounded um, version of these comic book movies. Uh, because X Men wasn't as flashy as the comic books were, um, so it, it that kind of um, uh, fed the genre in a sense of uh, not making it like the Tim Burton Batman movies or like the Christopher Reeves uh, Superman movies. It's not it's not necessarily flashy, um, but it is familiar um, from from those things of the you know the usual. Um, uh, tropes of what superheroes do. So it was familiar, but it also um, turned into uh, the the genre evolved. Um, and that's when Iron Man came out. We kind of had these uh, things that we saw and we knew uh, kind of what it could be. Um, and Iron Man kind of uh, followed the same pattern as the Nolan Batman movies and X-Men franchise. In my honest opinion...
Um, and yeah. Uh, what was I saying about what what awards did it win? I'll tell you what awards it won. Um, I just need to look it up. Okay. Uh, uh, I think part of why I like um, Batman so much more is this, the exact opposite of why you like Marvel. Okay. Explain. Um, and I, like I'm sure I'm right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so with Batman, like. They didn't. They didn't have to like shoehorn any other stories into it, okay, or like any open-ended stuff. Like Batman didn't have to go. Like they didn't do any like Batman's gonna go be Batman versus Superman at some point, right? No, no. Well, I mean, even even like that obvious movie, like it is happening. But, like like as part of like the Nolan franchise, like that didn't that didn't like that didn't dilute the story. And I feel like right. I feel like I feel like that type of exposition gets in the way. Uh. Okay. Where, where you like you like the web of the world? Yeah, I like when I'm watching. Uh, um, when I am watching Avengers, I'm thinking, "What's Daredevil up to right now?" I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not real. Well, no, it is. <laughs> That's fun. Escapism makes it real. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find the awards that so it won. You like the sense of reality it creates. What's that? You like the sense of you like the sense of reality that creates. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like um, that. Um, they could um, let let me in on a linear timeline if they so choose. Okay, the awards were... Oh, gee. Okay, the awards. It was nominated for an Oscar for Best Achievement in Sound Editing. It was nominated for another Oscar uh, for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. Um, it... Uh, uh, it was nominated for a BAFTA award for your visual effects, um, an AFI award. It won. Um, for what? Uh, I'm trying to find that out. I have no idea what the AFI awards are. <laughs> American Film Institute, most likely. Um, and oh, it was Movie of the Year. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 2009 AFI award was Movie of the Year. Um. It won a top box office film, um, a Saturn Award. Saturn Award is for science fiction and fantasy, um, and it won Best Science Fiction Film of the Year. Um, and then uh, Robert Downey Jr. won a Saturn Award for Actor um, and Best Director. Man, the Sa- Saturn Awards, were go- it was going nuts. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow was nominated for a Saturn Award. <laughs> She's so awful. <laughs> Jeff Bridges was uh, nominated for Supporting Actor in a Saturn Award, and uh, it was nominated for Best Writing in a Saturn Award. Also Best Music. Also Best... Oh, Jesus. Also Best Visual... Uh, spe- no, sorry, Best Special Effects. Um, so, yeah, that was just a, a couple of them. Uh, this is according to IMDb. Uh, we watched so it. no, like, real major awards. No. It was, the, the biggest ones were only nominations and, like, the usual uh, stuff that superhero movies like, are not. <laughs> yeah. One that, like, and then the one stuff, it, the stuff it did win, it's like, best Marvel movie that came out this year was Iron Man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had a tough competition with Incredible Hulk. Um, but when... You, you, okay, so re-watching it... Yeah, let me let me let me let By me take it from means. here. By all means. Uh, what 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 was your memory of it, like seeing it the first time, and then what, um, like what was your experience watching it now? Okay, with the context of like this, 
uh, monster that is Marvel now. Right. Uh, okay. Yes. Watching it the first nerdy time. Nerdy ass monster. <laughs> what? This nerdy ass monster. Mm, this monster gets bullied by other monsters. So yeah. Remember, first, what what was your experience first time? What was your experience now? Uh, my ex- my experience uh, first time uh, was excited about the prospect of it um, after the credits, and I thought it was uh, a good origin story. We were talking about what kind of makes a good origin story, and I think it's when the villain has a personal history um so the villain is is fucking stuff up and it calls uh for somebody close to that villain to stand up to them um and i liked that about iron man and it handled it well with the personal sense of obadiah stain um and uh that was a reveal even we didn't know that that's who iron man was really up against stopping um the his business partner from selling uh, his weapons to terrorists, um, but when we re- it revealed that it it was discovered that um, something very personal um, happened to Tony Stark. It wasn't just him being kidnapped by terrorists for um, for terrorists' agenda. They were hired by someone close to him, and I thought that that was very great. Um, and. Uh, that's all I really remember. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I just really, I remember really enjoying it, being uh, maybe even a little surprised at how much I enjoyed an Iron Man movie because he was kind of a C-list character before the movie came out. Yeah, who was your favorite Marvel? It was X-Men. The the X-Men were my favorite. Okay. Do, you, um, do you have a favorite X-Men? A beast. A nerd monster, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beast has always been my favorite. But yeah, I was I was kind of surprised with Iron Man. Um, I was uh, pleased with the modern applications that it had uh, because the original, I think it was the Korean War that uh, he got kidnapped, um, and so it was an old Korean guy in a in, like the comic books. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so it was uh, more of a commentary on the Korean War, and that's uh, gotta be the only like. Because, like, you have, like, a ton of World War II superheroes. Oh, yeah. Like, it's got to be the only Korean War stuff. Right. right. Is there any Vietnam? Uh, yes. Uh, Punisher is Vietnam. I don't know Punisher. Um, yeah. He's coming up in season two of Daredevil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, there was a offshoot of uh, another universe of comic books where Captain America gets kidnapped by the Vietnam War version of captain america uh yeah so he kidnaps him and like the vietnam war fucked him up he has ptsd and he's like this america sucks and so he kidnaps captain america trying to get captain america to see that america sucks it's great whoa yeah it's really good um where's that movie uh that's the movie yeah um, Ah. yeah uh you haven't seen jessica jones yet just like an episode and a half okay. or two. There's a reference to that character in Jessica Jones. Okay. So he's coming. Um and as and now rewatching Oh jeez, this is taking so long to get here. Um uh now rewatching Iron Man. Um and I regularly go back to this movie. Okay. Um uh, is it nostalgic now? Uh yeah, it is. It's just the it's it's familiar um, and I, I think it, it was handled really well 
in the sense where like um I I don't have any groaner moments when I watch this movie as I do with like rewatching other things where I just roll my eyes and say that that is contrived. Yeah. But uh, this movie it felt very fluid and uh, I think it was handled very well. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, I I like that the villain is a human and that the hero is a human. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Does that that'll probably be a theme in in the movies we go through? I like yeah. humans. Yeah, <laughs> not a huge fan of aliens. Okay, what about handsome aliens like Thor? Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, Did they ever address that with, like, uh, oh, what's her name in Thor? Uh, Natalie Portman? Yeah. That he's an alien? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they do. I don't do remember. they just, like, brush it off? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it is. I guess there's kind of a journey to their relationship because, like, they share a moment at a campfire where he explains the universe to her. <laughs> he mansplains man's the universe <laughs> to, <laughs> to Jane Foster. An astro... Like, I think she's an astrophysicist. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> oh, you think you know about <laughs> constellations? Let me show you Yggdrasil. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's ridiculous um oh. i do like iron man the the like it's taking on the military industrial complex in 2008 right uh uh-huh. which was like not i mean that so that's 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 so 2008 is when obama was first elected that's like hope change people are really fed up with this right like, with being in two wars um no like now we're just like cool with it yeah <laughs> we're just comfortable it's we're used to it uh being being in war, uh, and like so so like Obadiah, what's his last name? Stain. Stain. Obadiah Stain's mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Uh, he's like the like so Stark Industries is like a like a really cool Halliburton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like a Dick Cheney, right? Uh, yeah. I I thought that was that was relevant. I thought that like the fears and like the the themes were like were very human. Were very. Uh, relatable, uh-huh. like those fears, like it, unlike like you know, uh, like the Age of Ultron, where like I get the like AI is a thing and singular right. is a thing, but we're not there where we're worried about it, like we were with terrorism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even think Iron Man's about terrorism. No, no, and I like that it's not. That's kind of like the G plot, because <laughs> like every- <laughs> can't find that G plot, can't find that. G- <laughs> <laughs> Where's that G plot? <laughs> the G plot. I don't think the G plot even exists. There's an H plot and then there's an I plot. It exists. The G, the, no, no, I don't know. Well, we'll see. It's like <laughs> we'll the, see. The G plot's the thirteenth floor of a hotel. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I. Yeah, because because every movie from two thousand one until like the last couple years has been about terrorism. Yeah. Um, and I like that this wasn't about terrorism. Okay. This was about. This is much. This is a much more American story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. specifically. Like it had. Like it wasn't about. It wasn't about terrorists at all. The terrorists were. Uh, uh, what's the word? Scary. Word. <laughs> scary. Yes. <laughs> the terrorists. Terrorists were scary. Were big meanies. <laughs> they're they're bullies to the nerd monsters. <laughs> yeah. the terrorists. This is in the. Um, Extended the extra features. Uh-huh. Like, it seems they're really good at sports. Oh, oh no! Terrorists are great. They're at sports. bullying nerds. 
Um, Not all sports dudes are bullies. Yeah, and all comic book people are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm not. I don't think sports are good. Okay, yeah. Like I have, I have like I have like I very much enjoy and I follow basketball and the jazz very uh-huh, closely. Uh-huh. Um, I, I feel very conflicted about. There's that. a lot of uh, gross grossness to it. A lot of misogyny. Yeah, and, and like, uh, like it's a very gross male dominated world mm-hmm. where like the women dance during the breaks like that is uh, no thank you yeah uh it's a like they just like they just hired the first female assistant coach like oh uh, like, yeah a couple of years ago Oy. um there's, there's only been a couple of female refs mm-hmm. uh and then like and then it's also just a tool for like corporations to yell at me sure and i get really <laughs> <laughs> buy a coke honestly like i went to a game last year and the whole time i'm like just like everywhere I looked, like it was someone trying to make me buy something. Yeah, I couldn't just like passively look around. Right, <laughs> there was like an it, advertisement. Every, every corner had been taken up <laughs> with like with advertisements. All of that's gross. It's all. Uh, uh, speaking of misogyny, uh, did you notice any in the movie in the relationship? Lot, yeah. yeah, with uh, uh, Pepper Potts, a uh, great name, and uh, Salt and Pepper Potts, and uh, Tony Stark. Her mom was great in <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. She's Mrs. Potts. <laughs> um, and her brother Chip is really burned out since then. <laughs> it's a real VH1 where are they now story where she's a... They, ch- they call Chip crack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was buds with Robert Downey Jr. during that whole thing. And he's the one who didn't recover. Robert and Chip. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, the... Uh, Pepper Potts is a very one-dimensional character. She's very helpless. Uh-huh. She has a, she's like the... She's arm candy she's another, without like, being arm candy. She's another female moral voice, which mm-hmm. I don't love. Like, the, like, like the men are these animals and females reign the men. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not as bad. Something that I noticed this time, though, I don't know if it's interesting or not. It's worth pointing out I'll to you, me. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, um, th- th- they never kissed. No. What? They never, have, they never have physical relations. It's just a t- Tony, Tony Stark is the is a billionaire playboy, and he never, got, he never taken out an animal, Gwyneth Paltrow. What? Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, which is probably more interesting. Like pisses, it get pisses. Oof, oof, oof. What's Mike into? <laughs> <laughs> pisses, kisses, pisses, and kisses. Ooh. That's how my dates go. It starts with the pisses, and hopefully, if I'm lucky and play my cards right, it goes to the kisses. <laughs> I need to do it, keep it real smooth under my pants, a little piss. <laughs> a little, little tinky tinky. Tinky She likes what she sees. She smells that. She smells the pheromones of your urine. My urine. She cannot. Pro tip for teenagers out there. Pro penis tip. Pro, pro, just the tip. Um, <laughs> for teenagers out there, uh, uh, if you want your pheromones to be most effective, just dab a little urine uh, behind your ears. This has been Pro Just the Tip. Anyway, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I noticed it more this time watching it with it. It with you as uh, of how much um, Pepper Potts is just arm candy. This isn't the first time no. a movie's done it. It's just it's disappointing when like 
it's not yeah it's it's not like the fault of Iron Man as much as like just like a continuation of the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't want to like I don't want to indict Iron Man for like like no. the, the Hollywood problems that still exist. Uh yeah. And uh especially when like they're making strides to have female leads in their movies. Um, yeah, I, and I, yeah, I do think like progress is being made, specifically within. Marvel. We just had to get the the whitewashing out of the way yeah. so that we can even, introduce even. And and I think you mentioned this even in Iron Man, like they make an effort to make Pepper more of a a three dimensional uh-huh. character. Okay, uh, I don't remember when I said that. How, what, do you remember the context of what what made her su- uh, such a three dimensional character? Like in the next movies, I don't know. I don't remember what happens. In oh movie. yeah, I was referring to Iron Man. Maybe I was. I was referring to Iron Man three when um, she does become more pivotal, right? Yeah, um, she takes over Stark Industries, um, and so that's she becomes the the oh, what's his name, Greg. No. From high school? Yeah. You know Greg? Yeah, I know Greg. Went to high school with Greg. Greg's an ass. Yeah. Uh, Great at sports. <laughs> I was trying to think of someone in sports named Greg now. Like, that's that. Greg Monroe. That doesn't work. It's not fine. Because... I don't know. It could have. <laughs> it might have worked. It might work. Uh, no. Uh, who's, who's, who's the fox in... Fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> Oh yeah, Mr. Fox. Too. Yeah, that, Mr. Fox. Mr. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. In Batman, Harry, uh, he's like the most famous actor. What? He's he he Morgan he, Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about Morgan? <laughs> she, Wait, Fox. She because, Where's because isn't his last Lucius Fox? Yeah, 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 it is. Yep. Because he takes over Wayne Enterprises. Yes. So she's the she's the Lucius Freeman. Um, <laughs> She's the Stark fantastic Mr. Fox of... Uh, <laughs> the fantastic Lucius Fox. I'm disappointed if uh, if Bruce Wayne doesn't have um, Lucius Fox in his contacts list as Mr. Fantastic. Wait, Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Is Mr. Fantastic 4. <laughs> he has four different Mr. Fantastics. There's Mr. Fantastic 1, who um, is a fantastic masseuse. And then there is Fantastic... <laughs> Mr. Fantastic number two, which puts in a fantastic garage. And there's Mr. Fantastic (laughs) three, who makes a mean creme brulee. He's actually Mr. Mean, because it's a mean creme brulee. I'm glad we finished that. Such a sweet payoff. (laughs) We got to mean creme brulee. (laughs) Mr. Mean. Uh Uh-huh, Mr. Mean. Mr. Meaner. Speaking of Mr. Meaners, um, you uh, uh, went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. <laughs> was it a misdemeanor? What's that so. called? Yeah. Yeah. And they got charged with a felony in high school. For what was the felony? I didn't know about this. Yeah. So people, but like, it's, people it's, want to know. Yeah. They want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that I keep bringing up uh, that you went to jail and we won't tell them why you went to jail. Yeah. Um, Maybe later. It's act- have you seen Ant Man? Yeah, yeah, it's that. It's that. That's the story. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, you, uh, you robbed Vistacor <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, gave all their money to all the people they were ripping off. Yeah, did you drive his car into the pool? Yeah. You saw the movie. Oh, right. <laughs> Paul Rudd as uh, as Mike, Mike Grover <laughs> as Ant Man. Um, you yeah, see, I was a chubby kid, so my fantasy was to be as small as an ant. Oh. Uh, 
mean, I think it must have been like a chubby kid in denial, like a chubby kid, like like I can still do sports anyway. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, there were plenty of um, uh, thicker kids that played basketball. Were you just being like politically correct yeah. to my younger self? Yeah, you weren't fat. You were thicker. You're I, fat now. I do not want a lawsuit from past Mike. <laughs> Your inner child could sue me. Inner child is so much more vengeful. <laughs> My inner sa- uh, my, my inner child uh, uh, stress heats. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to th- feed him through the bigger child. So it's like a pregnant mom passes on the calories to this guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? My felony. Oh yeah, do you want to talk about it? We don't have to talk about uh, it. I skied a lot in high school, so I'd skip school to go skiing. Oh. And I would call um. in and be like, Hey, this is Hey, this is Clifford Grover. This, this is Mr. Grover. This is this is, um, this is Mr. Clifford I mean- Grover. <laughs> we don't need your middle name. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going skiing with, with my dad. I mean with uh I'm 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 my dad. I'm I'm, I'm Mike's skiing. dad and then I'm skiing. He's. I'm not skiing. I'm at work. <laughs> he's skiing. Or he's. No, he's no, sick. He's sick. Oh, he's so sick. Oh, got a case of this. He's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sick too, <laughs> Mister Grover? No. <laughs> no. Wow, Mister Grover. Oh, maybe he gave, maybe he gave it to me. I don't know. <laughs> your voice almost sounded like an adult's voice for a second there, Mister Grover. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Anyway, he's 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 got to he's got to go skiing in his dreams and sleep to get better. Mm, okay. And then they were like, "Oh, uh, okay." <laughs> and they hung up, and then uh-huh. they called my dad's office. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Hello, this is Clifford Hello, Grover. Grover. <laughs> this is Clifford Neil Grover, Mister Clifford. Neil Do you need your accounting done? I I can tax you." <laughs> I can text you single or filing jointly. <laughs> and this is a great impression. I don't know how you got caught. Yeah, well, I, I, it's it's nice. And he, <laughs> this is what I mean. Yeah, he seems like. And then he's like, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike. He went. He's supposed to be in school. <laughs> so the next day, I come in. Uh huh. And um, they call me to the office. I don't know why. Your dad didn't. Talk to you at all about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think so. Hmm. In, in memory. Um, Chill ass dad. <laughs> he might have said something now. Oh, I squeaked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been, yeah. You've been doing Cliff Ch- Grover. I've been ch- I'm channeling me worrying about going to the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Inner teenager. <laughs> Mike. He must have said something. This isn't, the, this isn't like totally the first time it's happened either. Not this in this specific situation where like, uh-huh. they called him and be like, hey, Mike's not going to school. Okay. Uh. And they called his office. He must have said something. I don't remember what that interaction was. Because mm-hmm. I do remember like being called in the office and be like, oh, I think I know what this is about. Uh-oh. And they called me in the resource office and was like, we know what you did. <laughs> we know what you did. Like, why, why'd you do it? Why'd you, why'd you lie? Like, they, didn't, they didn't say specifically, like, we know you played hooky? Or they just said, yeah, we know what you did. Like, to get, we, get a confession we know, out of you? We, we know you lied. Then they're like, I gotta go get a coffee, and, and then they they go and talk to their lieutenant. Yeah, that's what they do. And then then, then, then this really nice guy came in. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't as mean. He no. might have been. Well, I think I'd call him good. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. You know how sometimes they do good cop, bad cop. Yeah. This one was a really fresh take on that called asshole. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> 
and he, he like he kept doing. So why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And then like I was, I was super obnoxious. Like I know my rights. Don't don't try to get me to make myself uh, like, say anything. I'm gonna, I'll go to court. I don't care. <laughs> so they gave they gave me a class A misdemeanor. I think. Okay. Class A. A. Also known as the Fonz misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and then I went to court. Um, my mom was like panicking. Oh, panic because she was worried this would keep me from going on a mission. Uh huh. And like that's what gave me hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Promise. I, I hope so. I'll do time. Yeah. As long as it's less than two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I went and I talked to the the county attorney. He's like, "So you did this? You like you did this thing? It actually supposed to be a felony. We had to upgrade a felony because technically." First, it was tampering with records. Oh, that's what it was. And then, oh. and then later, like, well, because you used a phone, it's communications fraud. <laughs> so it's Jesus. the same thing, but he's because a phone semantics. was involved. Oh God! Um, to a felony, and he's like, he's like, uh, have you done this before? I'm like, no. Are you gonna do it again? <laughs> no. Okay, you can go. Didn't even see a judge or anything. He just dismissed it. Okay, rad. So, look at you, Mister Meaner. Yeah, that's not the time I went to jail. Oh, okay. Nope, different time. That'll be the stinger. Ooh, after the credits, we'll tell you why Mike went to jail. Um, so Iron Man, uh, the, uh, where was I going with this? So the Easter eggs with Iron Man, in Iron Man 3, do you remember the, the villain? Uh, the Mandarin? Yeah, it's Guy Pierce that one. Yes, uh, but the the I mean, speaking of Patsies, the uh, Guy Pierce's Patsy, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley was so great. The and he was a character called the Mandarin, and that's what this uh this villain group, the Ten Rings. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Did uh, I make that clear? Um, no, which I love. Yeah. Uh, because all it is is you see the um, their insignia, so the ten rings behind uh, Tony Stark as like they're uh, sending the video, um, a bunch of them with guns, and then the insignia is behind them. Um, it's behind uh, Raza, the guy who uh, got his face burned. Um, it's in his uh, tent, and um, in uh, Iron Man three, it's in the videos, the terrorist videos that uh, the same symbol. Yeah, that Trevor Slattery. Well, you pointed it out. I would not have paid attention to it. Right, and I, I kind of explained to you at the time, but the ten rings are a reference to the comic book character, the Mandarin, who had um, ten magical power rings that he got from a, 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 oh. a, a alien spaceship, <laughs> um, and he's uh, his his, iron his superpower is racism. Uh, because uh, he's a caricature of the Orient. <laughs> and his name's The Man. Yeah, exactly. But um, some uh, fun Easter eggs. Raza was comparing um, Tony Stark's technology to Genghis Khan's technology at the time. The bow. longbow. Yes, yeah, yeah, the longbow. And that's how he... Um, had his empire was through the 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 best the pinnacle of uh, weaponry, and uh, the Mandarin is a descendant of Genghis Khan, so that's what they're trying to get at with the reference. Um, one of those fun little pushy-ins, uh that they just slide in there for uh, appreciators to do just that, which is appreciate. Uh, um, so yeah, there was Raza. Something else that I noticed, um, and you pointed it out um, in one of the Avengers movies where, like, the Avengers kill people and we're just kind of, like, 
okay with it because it's war. This is battle. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, like Iron Man kicks ass. Like he kills people. Uh, he kills the terrorists at uh, Gal Galmera. You, you see them be killed too. Yep, it's, it's not implied. Nope. The only one that's implied is uh, the the lieutenant, um, which was cool. Yeah, it was great. It was justice. Like he gave him to the people, turned him the, over to the, the people. The only chubby terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> chubby terrorist is so funny. <laughs> The chubby bully and me could relate to the chubby terrorists. <laughs> chubby terrorists need to buy two seats on airplanes. <laughs> okay. Um. And then tweet about it like Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they became terrorists. Yeah, they were upset about how an airline mistreated them. <laughs> oh, we'll get you back. It is dark. Oh, sorry that we're making light of such a tragedy. It was a tragedy. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> no one needs. No one needs From to say that nine eleven was a tragedy. Uh, I think Jordan will do the very brave thing here <laughs> and acknowledge that nine eleven wasn't good. No, no, no. We did. We are not. Not. Not on, not board. on board. We didn't no. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't like it. No, no, no. Um, was nine eleven an inside job? It was an inside joke. Hey, I don't okay. know. Uh, <laughs> um, so Iron Man kills people. Um, and uh, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can just jump into this. Yeah. You and my, I have a favorite scene in the movie. Please. And it's like, I've thought about it a lot since. Please. Um, the the press conference, the one where like they forgot to put the chairs in. Yeah, right. <laughs> everybody sit down. The same. <laughs> when does everybody sit down? They sit on the floor, and then in the same room at the end of the movie, I guess they learned their lesson. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have a standing press conference. In case he asks that us all to sit if, like, down. They all had like full, like their <laughs> they, lawn, they had lawn chairs, like camping chairs. <laughs> not, not. They brought their own. <laughs> <laughs> Because the press conference, the other movie, there's chairs, and the one before it makes him sit on the ground. Uh, I do like the sitting on the ground. I, there's there's a lot of this, you know. Like I like that he's okay. He's eating like he's 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 okay. So we we we've all had like uh, I don't want to say like near death experiences, okay, but experiences that make you reconsider life. Sure, like, yeah. And I feel like it captures that sensibility right uh-huh. there in a very real way. Um, both like I know the cheeseburger thing's more of a joke, but it does feel real. Like this thing, like I want a simple pleasure. Yeah, um, I want to do it right now, and I don't like like there's this there's this like 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 uh, dismissing norms. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that like I don't know. It, like it's how I feel like after a funeral, and I go see my friends again. I'm like right. You, you appreciate just you see something with small. New, you see everything with new eyes. And yeah. I feel like he's seeing everything with new eyes. Um, the sitting down, I think, was very important. Okay, how so? I'm curious because, like, I just think it's like, kind of, uh, almost kind of just a gimmick, just to get through the scene. Um, so, what what do you think it think so. uh, it went for? So, I think in the sitting down, I think he, um, I think there was an ego death for him. Okay. And I think I think it was an ego death, and like <laughs> I laughed a little bit. This is my least favorite part of the scene. I still kind of like it. Uh-huh. He sits down, he starts eating, and then like one of the reporters, a reporter who doesn't know him, <laughs> says, says with the, this cadence, "What happened out there?" <laughs> just like a bro, like a bro. <laughs> just like, "Hey man, we were worried about you for two months. <laughs> what, what the heck happened, what happened out there?" 
<laughs> but like it was the right tone for the moment, but like it okay, that would yeah. never happen. No, absolutely. Somebody like, wouldn't be like, like so. And like <laughs> them being like ever all of a sudden the reporters like forgot how to do their job. <laughs> but I kinda like it. I like, I like 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 all of a sudden they, they absorbed his like, yeah, like take a moment to like uh-huh. smell the roses kind of thing. Yeah. And the roses are is, is a cheeseburger. Mm, a Burger King Whopper. I hate that it was Burger King. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Is I don't it back to that King. advertising shouting at you? A little. Yeah. I feel like because I don't feel like he would have chosen Burger King. Okay. I kind uh, yeah. I um, do. I do like that it was fast food. Yeah, of course. But I don't think he would have chosen Burger. King. And maybe he would have. What is uh, what is Tony Stark's yeah, yeah. fast so food burger this, of and, choice? And I don't know that I have an answer. Sure. Okay. But it's not Burger King. No. That's for damn sure. Not, it's was, not McDonald's. No. It's is it is it Wendy's? See, Wendy's I could see because it's a redhead. Yeah, he likes redheads. Um, not enough for Pepper Potts. I don't know to you know, I'm happy that he keeps it professional. Now that I'm real, realizing this, but like they end up like totally together. Oh, absolutely. So whatever. <laughs> uh, and he only hired her because she was an attractive woman. I did. So this is the if we're gonna go for a, like a fast food chain. Okay. Carl's Jr. Cause it's it's a it's an it's a good burger a, mm-hmm. and it's an indulgent like big messy burger. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I feel, I feel like that's a moment like I don't care what I'm eating. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other options in case like uh, it's like a blue I, collar so, burger. Okay, so far I agree with you. Um, because it's America, it's indulgent, it's yeah. messy, uh, and he's just happy to be on um his home. Uh, turf and uh, so let's see. The uh, yeah, you're right. He's not in and out. He's not. Um, 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 he's not. He's Ooh, not I can actually see in and out. Really? Yeah, especially because it's he went in the cave and it came out of the cave. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not Jack in the Box. That's for damn sure. The stupid, creepy Jack in the Box head. Uh, no, thank you. He served breakfast. Now that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I really like breakfast. Yeah, me too. Maybe should have gotten breakfast in the amber. Maybe you should have gotten like a um, support meal. Really? I don't know. Who knows anymore? I'm really hungry. Yeah, I think it's Carl's Jr. I think it's Carl's Jr. I I I thought it maybe could be. No, I almost said Chick Fil A. I talked myself out of it. And mm-hmm. like, it's got like that was pre-social stigma. And Chick Fil A, he didn't want a chicken sandwich. No, you got to. It's got to be. Wanted a goddamn beef. But I, I do. I, want, I, I feel like it should have been more, something more specific. Uh, like than a burger? Been, no, a specific type of burger. Like, oh. like, like some quirk oh, added sure. to it. Like, like uh, the rodeo. Yeah, burger. or like, like with and like, go get me this burger. Uh-huh. Like a in like a can of mushroom or a can, a can of jalapenos or something like yeah. something weird like this is like I don't care what a burger is supposed to be you wanted him to have pregnancy cravings I have a lot of opinions about the one food <laughs> 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 uh, that's fun but I so I like the scene so both the sitting down I like the ego death of it uh-huh. I like the humanity of the ego death yeah He's not just a, this like Playboy CEO and right. genius. Anymore. It's funny that you bring up his ego death because that's the moment he has an ego. His ego dies, or at least it's shown. But like the next press conference, the ego has risen from the ashes, sure. and he is ex- like he's right. he's like, yeah, I'm a Ego's fucking not superhero. Wrong. Ego's not bad, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Also, in this same press conference, he makes everybody sit down. He sits uh-huh. in front of the podium, chomps on a burger, makes uh-huh. Obadiah sit down. Uh, he says, "What happened out there?" There, uh-huh. and he kind of ignores <laughs> him, if I remember right. Uh-huh. And then he gets up to the podium, so he, which is a very big power move. So he, he gets up and gets behind the podium while everybody else is still sitting down. Right. Uh-huh. So he makes everybody sit down, and then he gets up. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pro. 
But he gets up to like announce this this epiphany, this uh-huh. this this new worldview, this revelation. Uh-huh. And so I do think that like that's a good mo- moment for like this this like to introduce his like newfound morality. Okay. Uh-huh. So he does like that. He like he literally takes a stand. Okay. Really right. Yeah. Out. Okay. And like all of those things are good, like the mechanics of it, but really the tone of it really really hit me. Yeah, you thought it was it was really well executed. Like there's, there, yeah, there's times where like. Where you either like you just got in a car accident, or you went to a funeral, or like you find out a loved one has cancer, mm-hmm. and everything looks and tastes and sees and different. Like you're very present, your senses are heightened, and I feel like they captured that. And like that to me, like makes the movie worth. It. I think it's a good movie. Otherwise, but that one moment, like, is that's that's a beautiful art. Mm-hmm. That's a good moment of the movie. Um, I what I appreciate in Iron Man is the uh, the progression of his invention. Um, because there's the Mark One, and that's a nod to the original Tales to Astonish first appearance of Iron Man. Um, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but it's that clunky big gray suit, um, and that's uh, he just, I, it's kind of Iron Giantish. Yeah, also, it is. Rank these movies: Iron Man, Iron Giant, Rocket Man. Iron Man, Iron Giant, Rocket Man. All good movies. Okay, okay they are all good. Um, it's going to go Iron Man. Uh, what you just presented to me: Iron Man, mm-hmm. Iron Giant, uh, Rocket Man. Wait, that's Rocket Man. Isn't Rocket the Rocketeer? Man? Rocketeer. Yeah, because Rocket Man is Harlan Williams going to Mars. Okay. Now rank the four. <laughs> uh, that goes I uh, second I place. Rocket Man. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Uh, yeah. So that goes. Uh, that goes. Uh, Iron Man, Rocket Man, Iron Giant, and the Rocketeer. Really? Yeah. Wow. I loved Rocket Man. Let's watch that. That's a nostalgia we, uh, family we, favorite. A podcast so that we can watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can do Harlan movies now. Mouthful of Harlan. Uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, but I appreciated the progression of the Iron Giant suit into um, the the hot rod flashy thing that he eventually comes up with. Okay, so Obadiah becoming like t- stealing the technology, yeah, and then it becoming the enemy, which is basically like he's he's like the parallel of the terrorists, uh-huh. like, and uh, like you mentioned, like they are not subtle, and they, if, uh, and like he he it's says not, that it's not, it's isn't not a, it's it ironic, not Tony? Uh, yeah, you hated it. That it was already not subtle, right? Uh-huh. Like it was not subtle long before that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, and I get, uh, I get, I'm not like the audience. Okay. Uh-huh. So like there, 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 there may be like, like kids or people who aren't like as, oh, I'm yeah. so pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, so you can really hear the pretension in, in the cans. Yeah. Uh-huh. So many pop really comes through. <laughs> uh, uh, but like the who people who aren't as like cinema literate mm-hmm. as, as, as. Like someone who watches as many movies as I do. Okay. Oh God damn. It. <laughs> uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> so I get I get the heavy headedness like when you have a big audience. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, when it's blockbusters like that. I still don't think it was necessary to like. Probably not that dialogue. No, no. I also don't like heroes or villains who are like sassy while fighting. Right, and Obadiah yeah. was pretty sassy. Yeah, he was pretty sassy. Like I don't, you don't need to explain yourself. We know what you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess that's the drama. Because I, cause I, cause I, I will contradict myself. I do like it when James Spader does it in Age of Ultron. Oh right, because uh-huh. he's so good at it. That is true. He has that uh, that voice that you can put on uh, put on pancakes. You know. Yeah, it's butter. It's butter. Whipped <laughs> <laughs> cream and jam. Uh, I was going for syrup. Syrupy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real syrup. Yeah. Real syrup. Um, what are your opinions on Terrence Howard in this performance? Uh, he's good. 
I really like Terrence Howard. Okay. Um, I I mentioned to you that I don't know if this is because I'm not that engaged with the movies, or if it's because I'm racist, mm-hmm. or if it's because like it was a like just a really good choice for the recast. I didn't notice that they recast it. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or yeah, if it's I'm, just a small enough. Might, might be racist. Um. But how do I know? I'm white. I can't recognize. Racism. I remember. I think I think it'd been. I didn't see Iron Man. I still haven't seen Iron Man two. Okay. Um, and so then I saw Iron Man three. So I think I like I reverse engineered in my brain and be like, oh, that must have been Don Cheadle in the first one. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's racism. Uh, I don't know. Can I? Tell? I'm racist. I don't, I don't think this is an example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what this Working movie on. did, um, as far as like setting things up and introduced characters that will would be around for a while, um, and uh, what did you think of Terrence Howard? Um, I I like Don Cheadle a bit more. What um, What does he bring? Uh, it, uh, an awareness to the genre almost, uh, because Terrence Howard is a great actor, but um, it feels it felt yeah. I just think Don Cheadle fits that part a little bit better. Um, and it's the the uh, awareness of the levity of these um these movies, but not dismissive of well, the impact in the, or the, 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 the crisis that they're trying to solve. If that makes any sense. They both do fine. Sure. <laughs> I just realized I'm trying to like, 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 I think, I think what you're saying is right. I'm not trying to dismiss that. Okay. Like in terms of my own preview, like both good actors, both did a good job. Yeah. Um, uh, but this movie, they introduced uh, things and like these characters that evolve. Um, they introduced Jarvis, Paul Bettany. He's the voice of uh, the computer dude. Um, he uh, he evolves into uh, Vision later, and they keep the actor. And I think that's an amazing choice. Yeah. Same with uh, Agent Coulson is introduced in here, and his suit is way too big for him. Clark Gregg is that his name? Clark Gregg. Yeah, and uh, his story goes from uh, dying to resurrection. Um, and so they keep these initial characters. Even Pepper Potts has a, an arc later on, and uh, of course, um. Uh, Rody, uh, but uh, the Who's these Rody uh, is uh, Terrence Howard, oh. um, and uh, so these these characters they're introduced and then they're allowed to have their own B plot um, in the franchise. So they they also grow themselves, and you you get to see that growth, and that's exciting. That's a lot of fun for me to do. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, I I do like that. I do like because I like storytelling where like. It not like it's not wrapped up, right? Uh-huh. I like storytelling, and I, that and this whether it's for a franchise right. or not. I yeah, the franchise like tells you exactly where it's going. Yeah, in Marvel, but like so that's what I like a little bit less. But I do like like I do because like life doesn't have bookends. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. Uh, for stories, life doesn't have the moral of this is that yeah. when we do find that it's always contrived. Um. So I do like yeah that these characters continue to live and breathe in very specific ways and evolve. Yeah. Uh, so at, what we're going to do with these episodes is at the end, we're going to uh, uh, say where we rank these movies. Um, I'll tell you where... Actually, uh, in like this one, it's the only movie we do. Uh, so right now, Iron Man is at number one. Yeah, it's for number one for me, too. And I think it'll be stay close to it for okay. me. Okay, yeah. That's where, do, where do you anticipate it ending? Um, have, ending you, have you done a ranking for yourself? I have. Problem? Yeah, I have. Okay, so you know where this ends up? Um, uh, yes, but like rewatch, it always it, changes, it change. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this is the highest percentage. It's at 94% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Surprising. Yeah, it's the critics' uh, favorite of the Marvel MCU movies. The, it may benefit from lower expectations. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just a, a bump in that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so later uh, when we watch Incredible Hulk, uh, we'll we'll see where that places. And uh, <laughs> most likely under Iron Man. Uh, but tune in next time to uh, to find that out. Um, I think, I think. is there anything else that you would want to hit on for Iron Man specifically? No? no? Okay, so this is the end of the, the first episode of Iron Man. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And we'll MC you later. inaugural episode of mouthful of marvels i hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at mouthful of marvels at gmail.com that's mouthful ugh, mouthful with only one l um and you can follow us uh at the podcast on twitter at mouthful o marvel as in an irishman mouthful o marvel and if it's your fancy, you can also follow myself and Mike at at Jordan Todd Brown and at Mikey Grover. Um, and now, as promised earlier in this episode, Mike's story about how he got arrested. Enjoy. Okay, so this is the story of when I was incarcerated. I uh, I just moved to a new place and was getting a little midnight snack snack at McDonald's. They just changed it so you could get breakfast after midnight. It's a big deal uh, for me. And I, you know, didn't want to take it for granted. So I went and got it. Uh, after I pulled out, I got, sorry, I got a sausage, egg, and cheese and muffin. Uh, pulled out. I was headed back to the place to spend my first night there at a new place. Um, this was a celebratory dinner. Uh, and on the way back, a cop starts following me. Um, and then we'll just back up a little bit. A few months prior to this, I had gotten a, a seatbelt ticket, um, and I had paid it, but I paid it late, and I paid it online. And when I paid it, there was a, uh, I noticed it said, hey, because this was late, there's a warrant out for your arrest for this ticket, and sometimes it takes a few days for the warrant to clear once you paid it, so make sure to print off this receipt and keep it with you. So I printed it off, put it in my wallet, forgot about it. And again, this is a few months later this goes by from driving out of McDonald's. They followed me to my new place, never really pulled me over. I get out of my car and start walking in. I was like, hey, can you hang on for just a second? Um, and what I should have said was no. Uh, but I didn't because they scare me and I get nervous with cops. Um, so I do. They come, they run my license through the system. And they say, hey, there's a warrant out for your arrest. We need to take you to jail. I'm like, no, 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 no. Big misunderstanding. Um, and then they, uh, I, I even pulled out the receipt, showed it to them. I was like, I've already paid this ticket. It'd be silly to take me to jail for a ticket I've already paid. 
Um, and then they explained to me something about the law that I didn't understand, and they said I don't give a shit, um, like at all. So they uh, called four more cop cars, which uh, seems like overkill. Um, but it's also, you know, kind of flattering. Like they knew what I was capable of. Um, called four more cop cars, pat me down, put me in the back of the, you know, put handcuffs on me, put me in the back of the car. Um, and for those who know what I look like, um, I'm a chubby dude. I'm a big fella. And I barely sit in the back of the car. I have my hands behind my back handcuffed. I have to sit sideways to fit. The other cop starts trying to put the seatbelt on me, um, failing miserably. The older cop sees him struggle and says, meh, don't worry about it. Uh, at which point I started laughing because of the irony, considering that the ticket they're arresting me for was a seatbelt ticket. Um, they didn't like that I was laughing. I was, what's so funny? Uh, and I said, well, you know this was for a seatbelt ticket, right? And they made eye contact with each other for like a solid 15 seconds, said nothing, and took me to jail without wearing a seatbelt. Um, so um, what I'm trying to say is it's, it's good to be free. It's really just a, a blessing. You, you, like, you see the world differently once you've been in jail.